Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Todd Patrickwin, a professional board game photographer and content creator out of Vancouver, Washington. Todd is a co-host of Victory Point Labs, a YouTube program featuring various board game photographers squaring off with their own photo of the same game. His goal is to push board games further into the art world. Todd, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Uh, it's, it's great to have you. Um, I was saying just before we went live here um, that I'm so excited about this interview. On The Binge, we try to come at uh, the board game industry from as many different possible angles as we can. And uh, this is a unique one for us. We haven't had a photographer yet on the show. And kind of the further I went down the rabbit hole on uh, in kind of my research for this interview, uh, the more I was I was captivated uh, by this this industry. And uh, so I was like, wow, this is great. And then when I the one of the pictures we're going to show this in, in, a, in a few moments, I'm like, I know that picture. I've seen that picture. So I don't know where I've seen it, but I know I've seen it somewhere before. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a poster on many people's walls in their game rooms in the, in the upcoming future. So uh, once again, welcome. Let's start off by just the elephant in the room. You are surrounded by boxes, my friends. <laughs> Top of containers it. and boxes. It's like meatballs. <laughs> what's going on? This uh, a series of poor decisions have led me to the a closet inside of a closet. <laughs> uh, I'm basically in print and play games. Um, it's the prototype shop I work at. And I'm in our parts closet, which is inside of our bigger parts room, which is too loud for me to record this. Gotcha. And then how did you get in? Uh, so like a print and play. So it's a, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, I guess like a game crafter where you guys actually print and play prototypes yep. and send them off small quantities and so forth. How did you get into that? Uh, so I, I moved out here from, um, Nebraska. I moved out to Washington, was looking for a job for a little while. That's when I started, um, the board game photography. I kind of switched things up. Um, and I realized that we had this place like 10 minutes away from my house. And I was like, okay, I definitely need to check that out. Um, and I, I ended up getting a job here. I'm now kind of co-managing um, and I love it. It's, it's the thing that I'm most into right now. And I get to be a part of it every single day with small guys making their games and huge publishers that I work with taking photographs of their games. So it's, it's really cool. Talk about immersing yourself in uh, in your passion, I guess. Eh? I can't get tired of it at this point or I am in trouble. It's going to be cool too to kind of see like a preview of some of these prototypes that come through. Obviously, you know, high confidentiality with, mm. with the company and so forth. But I'm sure there's moments where you're just like, wow, that's that's going to be cool when it comes out. Yes. And as, as a photographer, I'm like, man, I, I sure hope they let me share a picture of this because <laughs> I'm the first one to like see the physical thing and I want to... I, we've we've worked with like Gamelin uses us a lot. Um, yep. Colossal uses us a lot. Skybound Games is using us right now with Druid okay. City. There's a lot of really cool people I get to talk to, um, and yeah, it's whenever they say like confidential, I'm like, no, that's the one thing I want to do today is take pictures of this. I want to tell people. I want to tell the world. Throw it on Instagram. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So how did you get into photography in the first place? Uh, is this something that you've been doing your whole life uh, in, in general, or where did that all begin? Um, I've been doing it for, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 years or something like that. I haven't mm -hmm. been doing it professionally for that long. Um, I, I did a lot of portraiture and landscape stuff. 
I didn't really do any still life until basically when I started the Imagine All the Meeple account. Mm. Um, I was playing a lot of board games because we were in a brand new place. So I was playing games with my wife. We didn't know anybody. And I was like, hey, I, I like how these look. I should share it. And it kind of grew from there. So, yeah, I started with portraiture and landscapes. Now I feel like I can't take those pictures. I feel like I'm bad at them um, because I've been doing something different for so long. But that's where I started. And was, so it was self-taught then? It was something that you just yeah. kind of taught yeah, yourself self-taught. along the way? And- yeah, I didn't. I mean, that that's honestly how just about everybody is these days. I yeah. feel like it's everyone has access to a really solid camera. If you have a nicer phone within a few years old, you have a really nice camera. The best light source you could have is the sun and that's free. So everybody's doing it and it's easy to get into. It's worth it. So how have you tried to uh, separate yourself? So if, you know, if there's a lot of people doing photography, I mean, everybody's got a a camera on their phone now. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've got software like, uh, you know, the new iPhones or even the, the pixels that portrait mode and different ways to really you know, do a lot of the kind of legwork for you. Mm-hmm. How have you kind of separated yourself out and uh, been able to kind of maintain your own little kind of niche in the industry? Um, I, I actually feel like I don't necessarily have a, a set style. You usually need a set style to set yourself apart and to really gain the following that keeps coming back for your specific type of photo. Um, I guess I have, I, I do a lot of macro stuff kind of have to with tiny board game pieces, but I like to get in a little bit closer than other photographers may do. I like to also use a lot of color um, when I can in a lot of darker shadows, um, high contrast, that kind of stuff. I would say that kind of sets me apart. Um, but my, my whole goal is I, I don't want to take pictures of a play session. I don't want to take pictures of exactly how it's set up. I want to switch it up and show it from a creative side that no one else may have thought of. That's, that's usually my goal when I'm going into a new game that I just put on the table. Yeah. There's some people in the lobby. They're uh, listening right now. You got Mike saying it's easy to take pictures. It's tough to take good pictures. Um, go. And uh, we're going to talk about your Instagram feed in a second. Cause it is amazing. I agree with you, Mike. Um, Eric uh, first in print and plays awesome company. So props there uh, with the company you work with. Um, awesome. And then uh, we got Allison also saying uh, she loves your, uh, your pictures on Instagram. So <laughs> you definitely got uh, quite the following and quite the fan base. How would you say that um, when I look at photography, right, it's kind of like someone says they're in sales or someone says they're in marketing. It's such a broad term. Okay. But specifically like in what, and I kind of look at photography and maybe wrongly. So correct me if I'm wrong, um, where it's such a wide industry where just cause someone is good at doing wedding photography, uh, they may not be very good at doing food photography, right? Like there's different specialties and I, I, I see it kind of fragmented off and people kind of niche out in these different areas. What are some of the unique aspects you'd say that are that pertain specifically to, to game photography? Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely all still life stuff and food photography is pretty darn close, especially since it's on a tabletop, it's close to the tabletop. It's not smaller things, not large things. Um, I don't know. It's so hard to describe. It's, it's so different than, like I said, I, I feel like I can't take a portrait well anymore because it's so different. You're looking at angles differently. Um, the distance between the camera, the lens and the, the, the pieces, it's crazy because it's mostly all macro stuff. Um, and you, you kind of have to treat it like 
you're dealing with if as a portrait for photographer i'm throwing minis on the table and then i have to put myself in a position where it's like i'm taking a regular portrait session it's like it's like wedding pictures except you're using meeple or you're using mini yeah. so you have to set up the scene in this tinier space it's so hard to explain i don't know and comparing that to like landscape photography they're not even close you can yeah. take a picture of a mountain but getting close to some meeple and and cardboard or just taking pictures of cards like it's you're taking pictures of pictures you're taking yeah. pictures of paper it's it's not easy I think the challenge, I think, um, uh, especially with things when you're, when you're trying to set up like, uh, and you're, you're basically creating a set just on a micro scale. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, when you do that, um, when things are so small, like one slight bump of the table and I mean, things go flying. Right. So that's gotta be pretty nuanced in that regard and take a lot of patience and mm -hmm. almost surgeon like, uh, um, you know, tactile abilities to make sure you can get everything kind of propped the way you want it in camera. Yeah. Um, you know, when I compare that to something like, uh, like wedding photographies, or you're saying, you know, landscape where it's a distance, you know, you're just kind of like big frame, taking the picture and you're good to go. Uh, mm -hmm. food for photography, actually, which I, I have a lot of experience with in my, my background, right. uh, is a different, uh, ball of wax altogether because you have to deal with the food actually wilting. Um, oh, yeah. literally before your eyes, right. As soon as you prop it, you've got seconds before, you know, with under the lights and everything, your lettuce and everything starts to kind of shrink and so forth. So wow. you got to have the, uh, I think the enjoyment of having things that once you prop it, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't wilt on you. It kind of stays in place, uh -huh. but certainly dealing with these little tiny pieces and using wires and so forth, the whole thing's in the right spot. Uh, is, it's gotta be something that's been a bit of an acquired skill over time. I would think, eh? Yeah, I, I have a little Ziploc bag that I keep with all my extra like props and pieces that I'll use. I've got I've got little stands that I'm standing cards up against, which are Lincoln logs because I'm cheap and I'm not gonna buy photo type stuff that will cost extra money. Sure. I use a sticky tack to stick things down. But yeah. you have to be careful because a sticky tack, if you pull it up too quick, it just destroys everything. Um I, I have used wire a little bit. My buddy Spencer Hopkins um, from Board Game Photo on Instagram, he uses wires like nobody, nobody's business. That guy's a pro wire photographer. <laughs> I wish I could do that, some of that kind of stuff. But I also, the, with my style, I try to keep everything like in camera. I don't do a whole lot of Photoshop work. I don't erase things necessarily outside of dust and that kind of stuff. Um, so I try to just set it up exactly how I want it and take the picture and be done with it. Um, so it's definitely a lot of small props like the, like the sticky tack. It's my best friend right now. So for people that are watching, I'll try to describe it for people listening. Uh, I have the uh, Todd's Instagram feed up, which uh, as Mike said in the lobby, uh, just, just, awesome pictures. So, I mean, every single one of these could be a poster on someone's wall. Um, what I, what I kind of zoned in on really quickly was, uh, the one of the characters from root in the center there. I'm going to show the, the bigger picture where you have, uh, I guess it's like you're looking up from a hole that's been dug and you've got the, the meeples kind of looking down at you. And this was the image that, uh, I didn't know was your image. So when I started you know, researching you, I'm like, he did this image. Oh my God. I remember seeing this image. This is like, this should be on a poster on most people's game walls in, in their, in their, in their game room. Cause it is just, it's simple, but it's, it's so 
uh, artistic and awesome at the same time. I absolutely love it. Can you tell us the story behind this? How did this picture come about? Uh, you entered a contest, I believe, with this as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so as far as the contests go, this was in the 2020 Picture of the Year contest that Board Game Geek does. They do a monthly contest for any photographer. I mean, anybody can can do their monthly, and then any, you can submit what you've submitted over the past year to the yearly con- contest. So um, that just finished. Um, but yeah, as far as taking the picture, uh, you you have a, a toilet paper roll, basically, with dirt that's been like i just layered the, the inside of it with glue and yeah. then just put a bunch of dirt on there so it's stuck and i'm holding it above my head looking up at a tree in my backyard as the background and shooting through the bottom of the toilet paper roll out to the the meeple that have been sticky tacked to the top of like the the flayed end of the oh, toilet roll. paper roll yep that's crazy uh it's uh and i love like the two characters at the bottom, how they're kind of giving each other side eye. It's just the eyes are perfect. It's that's, awesome. that's what I was most happy with. So, so this is on board game geek. Was that uh, the, uh, the contest or which contest was it again? Yeah. So that was the 2020 um, picture of the year contest is when I had it up. I had done it previously in one of the months um, and I won that month and then put it up and I, it got second to Katia. I think that's how you say her name. Um, she does mosaics, just fantastic okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, second place still, congratulations. That is, well, thank uh, you. Uh, that, it got, we, what we did get, which I'm super happy about. And that's like, I, I feel like I've already done the contest so many times I should scale back and let some other people do the contest too. <laughs> like this guy again, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love photography. So I, I'm really trying to build the photography community in board games. Like uh, we have a lot of photographers, a lot of people that want to bring their own creativity to board games that they love and the imagery that they love. So I want to promote that. And so I really helped, I feel like I helped push um, this contest, this last year contest, as far as we could, we got, usually they tap out, I think the last few years at like 300 votes or something like that for the one that ends up winning. Yeah. Mine hit over just about 900 and hers hit over a thousand. So I feel like people are finally like seeing that there's some extra creativity going on behind the scenes from the community. So I'm super pumped about that. That's what I think is really cool about this is that um, we we had uh, Joe Slack on in our last, uh, our last podcast episode uh, Mm -hmm. from the board game design course. And, you know, we got onto this topic of uh, offshoot industries in the board game industry. Right. So the question was, you know, if people want to get into the industry, you know, his comment was that, well, you can get into the industry without making a game. There's so many different ways and different offshoots and think of, any possible transferable skill you could possibly have, it probably applies to board games in some way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is a great example of this where you have now uh, these, these artists, professional artists that focus just specifically on shooting board games, right? And uh, it, it's, it's so cool to kind of see the creativity uh, around it. How have you uh, taken that, uh, which has been a, a great passion of yours, and have you been able to monetize it? So is it, do companies uh, like reach out to you and then they have to put an application and if you like their game, you'll do a photo and you agree on a rate or how does that work right now? Um, so I just over the last year's worth of time, I think started doing more publisher shoots. I, I've, I've had publishers that I've reached out to and say, hey, you know, I like your games. Are you interested in my style kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, like I just did a, 
pretty big shoot for the new Pandasaurus game, Umbravia, mm-hmm. that is um, on pre-order right now, I think. So I did like all their white box advertising shots. And then I also did a bunch of creative shots that they picked up. Um, that's definitely picked up speed, I think, uh, as my Instagram has grown, which is awesome. Um, but it's such a small market as it is. It's not like... I, it's difficult because as a portrait photographer, it's oversaturated market. Everybody and their mom is doing portrait photography. They're doing sure. senior shoots, all this kind of stuff. So it's hard to get your name out there. Whereas with board games, there's such a small group of us, but unfortunately board games is still also so small that yeah. it's almost like the same thing, <laughs> how it, how it equals out there. So it's, it's difficult to make money on this. Yeah. I haven't made that much money on this. I have made more money than most people um, doing this. Um, but it's it's not paying the bills. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. And I, I never expected it to. Um, I think yeah, that's mostly he, industry though, right? Like it, when you, yeah, the, it really is. It, it most of the guests I talk to say, look, you don't see many people like driving Lamborghinis that are board game yeah. developers. The biggest designers, designers they, they're not loaded. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, but it, it's, it's passion, right? And yeah. man, what an industry to be involved in where, if you have such a love for it, then it's, uh, it's not even really work, right? It's just uh-huh. something you love to do. Um, is exactly. there been any happy accidents that you've come across in, in your photography of any of these games? You've done? Like what's your favorite game that you've shot? Not necessarily your favorite game to play, but your favorite game that you've shot so far. Oh, that's difficult. I, I, I feel like I don't have very good memory. So <laughs> It hurts. It hurts because I get a lot of games in. I get a lot of games sent to me, and I'm so yeah. grateful to have that opportunity to get all these. I'm getting free games. Like, and mm-hmm. I have this tiny apartment, and they don't fit. Um, but I'll get one game. I'll shoot it, and I'll be like, "That's great." I have no time to play that. I'm sure it's fun. And then I have another game, and I have to shoot that one. I'm like, "That's really cool." I don't have any time to play it, so I don't have a lot of time to really experience the games yeah. and enjoy them as much as I would like to. Um, so it's, well, what about in terms lately, of like the components where you've shot one where you're like, wow, just, the there, there's would, a, there's a lot of material from here for me to work with here that, uh, that just kind of brought you some, uh, some smiles. I would say honey buds from Elf okay. Creek games. Yep. So they, I feel like they've been a smaller company that have been putting out better and better stuff. They killed yeah. it with honey buds. I don't know if you've seen much. Yeah. We had them on the, the uh, podcast actually. You Did you? Uh, yeah. Well, I the, love the developer, them. Yeah. They're doing fantastic work for like from the the components, like even their base components, the cheapest components that come with the base game, solid. And we actually did the prototype here also. So I got to see and take pictures of that before I got the final game, which was really cool. Um, but the deluxe pieces are through the roof. Like the, the, the quality they put into that game, even the artwork on the inside, the inside box outer wrap of the artwork yeah. is like the B designs with them playing different games elf creek has made like artwork for each game on this it's oh that's cool they put so much into it so when i see stuff like that where you can tell it's like a passion project they wanted to go all in that one killed it for me that's that's my favorite design i've seen in the last year for sure so you've got um this uh this youtube show right uh victory point labs where you've taken now this passion and you've partnered up with uh, two other board game photographers. And the best way I can describe this for people is um, imagine like Cake Boss, uh, but instead of uh, them using different materials uh, to make the cake, you're using 
popular board games. And uh, the output of being a cake is an actual photo. So you guys take the same game and you each do a photo of it. Um, and then behind the scenes, you'll actually get into, well, here's how, how I did the shot. And uh, it's not a lot. It's like, it's like a 12 to 15 minute uh, episode, each one. Um, but man, is it ever a bingeable show? Uh, I, I loved it. I, I watched, I'm like, Oh, what's this? And I was watching it. And like, next thing I know, I've watched all your episodes. Like it, it is, it is just, it just sucks you in. How did you guys come up with this idea? Uh, so one of the really cool things about the board game community and our photographer community is that since we're smaller and with Instagram, um, we're able to just connect with each other. So I, I realized that I, I have gotten to know just about every single board game photographer that's, that's making any money doing it, that is treating it more as a profession or a side gig kind of a thing. So people all over the world, we were, we've been communicating with each other, hanging out, um, and just talking a lot on social media, which has been awesome. So I'm like, we need to do something. We need to do some kind of collaboration. Um, and I, I got this idea um, to start a, a, a programmer like that. I didn't know what it would look like exactly. I ended up talking to Kevin Grote, who's Old Man Games on Instagram, um, who I had already talked to a lot. We were buddies. And then um, Spencer Hopkins board game photo on Instagram that I had looked up to him for a long time he his were some of the coolest that i had ever seen with the amount of work he puts into it and then kevin with old man games he does crazy good videos um and i was like hey you want to do a thing and they're like sure <laughs> and so we we planned it out and, and kind of just took off from there decided to start bringing in guests which we just started to do yeah i saw that so as we well can, yeah you know, start to incorporate our other photographer buddies into it so is there any resistance or when you start talking, they're like, yeah, we're in that. That sounds awesome. Honestly, it's one of the problems with it is that since it's not any of our main gigs, we don't have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking pictures is hard. It's, it's hard to bust out a whole game for some of these games. You have to learn how to play the game to even set up the game to take one picture of the game because you can't set it up and take a picture that doesn't make any sense to someone who knows the game. Yeah. Um, so getting schedules together is difficult. And then we're dealing with a lot of um, time differences. I've never met Spencer or Kevin in person. Oh, okay. Someday I would love to. That would be cool. Um, but uh, Spencer's in Florida. Kevin is a few hours away. He's, he's in Washington, but still kind of far away. And then the other people we'd love to have in as guests, they're, they're in Poland. You know, they're in Germany, all over yeah, the place. Yeah. So time is, time is rough for us, but we make it work. How long does each episode take to put together? Um. I mean, the shooting, just organizing our sh our shoots and deciding how we want to do our shoots, that takes the longest for sure. But um, actually doing the, like recording us talking to each other, that's like 45 minutes to an hour usually. We're, we're still not the best at memorizing anything and we don't want it to sound like it's been memorized, but some of it like explaining how the game works. None of us remember how to do that. We do it all last minute Yeah, and there's multiple takes and a lot of... Well, oh, and you can you can around. cheat that too, right? We're showing a slow pan over the game. We're doing a voiceover yes, talking which about we the totally actual do. Game, Usually, right? like yeah, <laughs> if I'm doing the background, you can guarantee that my head's down reading something, looking like an idiot in front of the camera. So I I'm very grateful for that B-roll. And then those episodes of games, is it sponsors or how do you guys choose the games that you've had on there? Um, a lot of them we've been like, hey, this is a really cool game. Let's ask them if they'll send it to us for free, and that's that's kind of how it works. Um, 
we have had at least one person so far reach out to us about them. And then other people who have seen our past work and have maybe worked with us before um, have been like, oh yeah, definitely. Let's, let's throw this game into it because we would like to be featured. So um, we're getting recognized by publishers a little bit more. Um, we actually were tomorrow we're on a podcast with Renegade Games because oh, nice. we just did Viscounts um, for them and they really, really liked it. So they wanted to move on to that. So yeah, for the most part, we're reaching out to people after we see a really cool game. We're like, hey, let's let's grab that game. I love the dynamic with you guys. Like I, I would have thought you you guys have known each other for several years and in, in, in your buds because you're you can tell there's a lot of mutual respect uh, when, when you're reviewing each other's work, right. So for people mm. listening, um, you know, they'll each take turns and they, they mix up the order from episode to episode, but, um, they'll, they'll take turns, uh, showing their picture, right. So they'll say, well, here, here's my take on, on, so take root, for example, here's my take on, on root. And sometimes it might be, well, I did this picture, but then I did this other one. Cause I, I, I like this other one better. And then the other guys looking at it and, and, and generally on their face, you can see that they're impressed, right? Like, Wow, that I wow, I, I really like that. Oh, I can see is that cutouts in the back? Like how, how did you do that effect or how did you do this effect? Then it flips to uh each artist uh showing behind the scenes where they've actually had a, like a time lapse uh video or sometimes just regular video showing how they're able to to set up this shot. And for me, what what made me kind of geek out about the whole thing was you take the simplest shot, take this one with the root, right? With them the looking down, uh, and that surprisingly wasn't even one of the ones from your show. I was bummed too, because we did a root episode and I was like, ah, now I have to take a picture that won't be as good. (laughs) Yeah. But I I think the contest was, I mean, I still love, I love that shot. But the the point is, is that, you know, you think, oh, that's just a simple shot. They just, you know, T just took a picture of, uh, you know, four meeples looking down and wow, you got a good angle. But when you see the other side of the camera and you see that this is a toilet paper roll and say Mike in the the lobby here saying that must be an old picture because uh, where do you get the toilet paper rolls? But that's another topic altogether. But you know what I mean? Like you see there's a toilet paper roll and there's a flange and he's got tape, you know, putting the meeples on. Then you can see on the inside, he's, you know, this kid maybe glued some uh, sand and so forth in there. Uh, Another one of your episodes, you got this snail up on top of uh, climbing on top of like this. Uh, I'm not sure what the game was, but uh, this this yeah, looks like a little dice tower. It's like a it's like a gazebo kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And so you shot it outside, right? We look at it and it looks like this nice little Zen garden with this uh, this snail kind of uh, perfectly propped on top of it. Behind the scenes, we're talking about how you know the the snail finally went in a shell and decided not to come back out. You had a second snail that one snuck up underneath the roof and uh, wouldn't come <laughs> out. So. It's so cool to kind of see the behind the scenes and anybody that likes a show, I would say like Sugar Rush or uh, Cake Boss, those kind of shows, uh, this show is for you. You don't necessarily have to love board games. You don't have to necessarily love photography, but just seeing how these guys have packaged this show together. Um, I, I just can't rave enough. I, I absolutely love it. And you've got a new fan in me for sure. I'll be watching every episode to come. Awesome. My only regret is that there's not more episodes. There's like one a month. I want one a week, you know? <laughs> we're trying we're trying it's those schedules getting them to sync up it's not perfect but i know i know so being yeah. the busy guy that you are like what's kind of next coming up for you are you working on like a coffee table book or something like what's kind of the the, the next uh, next phase for you i mean we're definitely trying to hit victory point labs harder i i do want more episodes um and i i want to be doing more podcasts like these um I just, I want to get further into the industry because there are still a lot of people there that I haven't been able to meet that I feel like I could work really well with. And 
Um, I just want to keep pushing board game photography in general. So I, I think I will try to get um, into selling some stuff if I can. Um, I, I do have a Redbubble account set up. It's probably in my links on Instagram if you're interested. I don't remember what's on there, but hopefully I'll be able to put more on there. Um, but really, I, I, I may do maybe a calendar. Maybe I'll do a calendar. Everybody likes a calendar. <laughs> well, I won't say that. Everybody doesn't like a calendar, but everybody likes pictures. And the easiest way to have a bunch of them is in a calendar. So coffee table book. I'm telling you, a coffee table book would I be I could do that. Just awesome. a really giant like hardcover that like. Yeah, the hardcover heavy. ones, the okay. 10 by 10s. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. Um, well, I certainly look forward to seeing when you uh, are start uh, going to start selling prints. Uh, certainly, I'm a big fan of that that root image. And hopefully, that'll be one of the prints that uh, come out. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> if people want to reach out to you, either um, to uh, learn more about uh, just kind of what you do in terms of Instagram, how do they follow you? What's your Instagram handle? Instagram is Imagine All the Meeple, um, and then Victory Point Labs. Either of those, you can find us on. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube is Victory Point Labs. Um, yeah, if you ever, if you ever need anything or have anything, you just send us a message, holler at us. Awesome. I'll put those links in the show notes as well, so people can find them very easy whether you're listening to the audio podcast or watching, uh, you know, this video. Um, and then if if there's a publisher that uh, is looking for some kick-ass photography, and I mean we've had numerous guests on the show that have uh, published games that said. Kickstarter is like night and day having the right photography. If photography is absolutely key, you hear it over and over and over again. So if there's a publisher out there that loves your work as much as your fan base does, and they want to reach out to you and, and hire you to do their photography, how best do they reach you specifically? Um, uh, you can find me at imagineallthemeeple.com if you want to and hit up the contact there. Otherwise, just send me a message on Instagram and I'll, I'll see it for sure. Awesome. Fantastic. Todd, thank you so much. Uh, for coming on the podcast. I learned so much about uh, the, this industry uh, from you and, uh, and just kind of doing the research for this. You've got a new fan for sure. And uh, awesome. I wish you all the best this coming year. Take Thanks, care. man. I appreciate it. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply join the Facebook group Board Game Binge and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.